Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy Podcast. My name's Dave, and I'm your host. Today, we bring you the first of three recordings from our Tragic Heroes live event at the Dog Star in Brixton on Friday, the 21st of March. Act 2 will come out on Friday, the 4th of April, and Act 3 will come out on Monday, the 7th of April. So listen out for that. Comedy, some spoken word, and all sorts of other things. And it's all about tragic topics, but some of it will be funny. So we want to make you cry until you laugh, and laugh until you cry. That's the, the kind of vibe we're going for. Tonight, the theme is tragic heroes. So, I mean, from Greek heroes to superheroes, from kings and queens to working class heroes, from the archetypal to the personal heroes. Tonight is about celebrating the people at the centre of the tragedy. The humans and the ideas of humans that fall. Here's Act One of Tragic Heroes. So a few bits of housekeeping. Uh, we have a fanzine uh, here at Stand Up Tragedy. Uh, at the table at the back by the bar is where we're selling them. The latest edition is £2. Uh, you can get the back editions as well for cheaper prices than that. So you should check them out. Uh, we are a podcast as well as a live night, so uh, listen out the next few weeks and you'll hear what you've seen and heard tonight. Um, so it's a good thing to tell your friends to, to listen to if you like it, or if you don't like it, then don't tell your friends to listen to it. That's kind of the way that goes. Um, and uh, we're also be videoing it tonight. Uh, somewhere out there is Julia videoing it. Yes, there. There you go. Somewhere. Um, and uh, that's kind of, you can see that on the, on the internet, like after this night. Uh, and the other thing that's going on tonight, which is very exciting, it's our first time we've got it happening, is that Peter Mori, uh, the live scriber, is scribing the night as it happens on the wall over here. So basically, the things that happen on stage will then be transported into the medium of visual art and stuck on the wall over there. So definitely check that out in the breaks. Uh, and I'll go into a little bit more about that later on. So uh, I thought, how, how should I start a night about tragic heroes? Um, and I sort of thought about Wivnell and I, the kind of moment when uh, Wivnell at the end is, uh, is, recounts the Hamlet speech, and I thought that would be an appropriate way to start. But when I feel like Wivnell, which is quite frequently, I'm afraid, uh, I, I, that's, not the, that's not my go-to Shakespearean uh, speech, so I'm going to do my go-to Shakespearean speech when I'm feeling really miserable to start the night. That's a good way to, to start a night, get the energy going in the room, start with some misery. Uh, so yeah, okay, so Shakespeare as well, like, I know we've all had to sit through it at school, I get that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put it on the curriculum because, you know, Shakespeare could do with a good editor at times, and that's not necessarily the way to get kids interested in things anyway. Um, but that aside, I really love Shakespeare, I'm afraid, and so I'm not going to apologise. Actually, I am apologising right now, but I'm telling you that I'm not going to apologise. Anyway, so, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time, and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Now that's from 
Macbeth, Act 5, Scene 5. And uh, I'm, it's certainly being recounted to you by an idiot. Uh, tonight we're going to have a, a number of other idiots coming up to fret their way on this stage uh, and to, uh, to recount for you stuff, sounds and fury, that, that signifies nothing. Uh, so that's a good way to start, isn't it? Uh, that's as highbrow as I'm going to get tonight, though. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to sing a song, but before I do that, I'm going to have to do a bit of crowd work. I'm, I'm an awkward person, so the crowd work is only going to be even more awkward. Okay. So, uh, right. What, okay, so do, does everybody know what a platform game is? No. You see, I found this in Edinburgh last year. I, I, I've got this song about a platform game character. I thought that was like a universal reference, but it's not. Um, but you do know what a platform game character is, because it's a, it's a character in a computer game that jumps onto platforms. So uh, Super Mario is a good example of a platform game character. Sonic the Hedgehog is a very good example of a platform game character. So what I'm going to ask you now to do is to imagine your, your favourite uh, platform game character. So, uh, so put your hands up if your favourite character, uh, platform game character is Mario. Oh, a few. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. What about Sonic? I think he's the other the big contender. Oh, Sonic's not doing too well in this room. That's sad for Sonic. Has anybody got any platform game characters they feel like should be mentioned? Manic Miner. Manic Miner. Luigi, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yoshi, yeah. They're all Rayman. Good, good choice on Rayman. I like that. Okay, that's good. So you all know who your favourite platform game characters are now. And so for this song, that's what you've got to do. You've got to imagine that I am uh, your favourite platform game character because I am going to be that, that character. Uh, this song is uh, about uh, the last platform game to exist. Uh, because the N64, I don't know if anybody knows anything about cartridge games, but the N64 is the last cartridge game system that exists. So when that uh, system deteriorates, there will be no more cartridge game characters, which is why, at least that was the inspiration for this, for this uh, for this song, but I, I want people to sort of branch out a bit further than the N64 because there's other, there's other good, good uh, platform game characters out there. So anyway, imagine that I'm your favourite platform game character and uh, now for that excellent sound cue, could you uh, play the track, Harv? Can you? My face is smiling, that's how they program me. These pixels, they are dying, the world disappears slowly. Dust fills the cartridge, jungles and mountains disappear. I try to jump onto a ledge, but it's no longer there. No one plays this anymore No one plays this anymore No one plays this anymore They have forgotten me They have forgotten me My friends and my enemies, they all went first 
Leaving me all alone on the screen Walking through empty landscapes Remembering what we had been It used to be bright, the music didn't stop But if we died we just got up again It didn't feel that things could change That the game could ever really end Dust fills the spaces, making everything glitch I'm separated forever, you can't control me anymore This is the last platform, I cannot jump This is the last platform and I cannot jump This is the last platform, I cannot jump This is the last platform, oh why can't I jump? I've forgotten my name and the name of the game Soon you will forget me too You'll put me away because I don't work And you have new and better things to use Things that don't age and don't break Things you think will last forever But listen to me, learn from my fate They said the same things about me However, no one plays this anymore No one plays this anymore No one plays this anymore They have forgotten me They have forgotten me You have forgotten me Um, so yeah, what we do at Stand Up Tragedy is, is have a variety, so don't expect the next performer to be anything like I was, uh, which could be a very good thing, after all. So, <laughs> so uh, our next performer is Siobhan Dodd. Uh, she is a sign language interpreter, singer, comedian, uh, but what she's going to be doing tonight is going to be a little bit more serious uh, than that. Uh, you can find her at twi on Twitter, at Uncle Siobhan, uh, and she's got a, a variety night herself. We are Funny Variety Seaside and Seabase Silliness on the 24th of March at Dirty Dicks. There you go. So yeah, I don't give people very much money, so I have to give them something. Uh, so put your hands together, everybody, for Siobhan Dodds! Audio 
viewers as a podcast, so I'm discriminating against the audio viewers at home. Uh, so I'll do some audio description. Well, I just did there. I just lifted up my top to reveal a sports bar and buy me a drink written on it. Yeah, it's highbrow comedy. <laughs> I then normally go on to say that I don't flash for drinks full time. I'm actually a sign language interpreter, or as some people like to call it, the woman in the corner who ruins a good episode of Hollyoaks. Bang! That's silly, isn't it? A good episode of Hollyoaks. <laughs> And then what I do is I get the whole audience to show me what they think is the sign for blowjob. And they normally do this. Oh, audio viewers, what I just did was that thing with the, oh, come on, you know, the one with the tongue and the cheek. You've done it at school. <laughs> and as they do that, I then go, hey, madam, that's a valiant attempt, but sign language is based on visual accuracy, and I don't know about you, but when I suck cock, it doesn't enter through my cheek. No. <laughs> the sign for blowjob actually varies according to size or quantity. I just like acted out loads of different sized cocks and then two in my mouth at once. But I'm not going to do that tonight, people! No, I'm not going to do any of it! None of it! None of this buy me a drink stuff! No, no, no! I just flashed again. No, I'm stalling, aren't I? Because I'm trying to avoid talking about the difficult stuff. Ugh. Tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, the worst day of my life. It was roughly ooh, 507 days and 10 hours ago uh, on the... Um, 30th of October 2012. Forgive me, I struggle to say the date because it makes my blood curdle. Um, that morning when I woke up, my biggest concerns were that I had a cold coming on, I hadn't had time for a shower, and that I had to interpret an all-day workshop on cupcake decorating. <laughs> By the end of that day, I'd broken down on the fast lane of the motorway, I'd got repetitive strain injury from having to constantly do the sign language for pipe that icing, chocolate button, pipe that icing, chocolate button. And my father had died. Yeah, shit. Um, it was totally unexpected. Uh, they were on holiday in Cornwall, him and my mum. They'd, they'd gone away for the weekend as part of their 60th birthday celebrations. And they were about to check out of the hotel, um, but they didn't. My dad didn't finish his holiday. In fact, he's still on holiday. We haven't unpacked his bag. He's still on holiday. And uh, the next day, Halloween 2012, me and my sisters and our partners, we drove up to Cornwall on what was the hardest, longest journey of my life. None of the service stations saw caramel hot chocolate! <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd better formulaically put a punchline in there to make it less awkward. Are you all okay? Can I shake you all okay? Lovely, I'll to carry on. Um, yeah, obviously it was horrible. We were in a state of devastation and shock. Uh, but it's interesting because until that day, I had been one of the fortunate majority who had never experienced a significant bereavement. So I was one of these people who, when I met someone who had, I would go up to them and I would do the tilt, you know, the bereavement tilt. I swear last year I was like, what's wrong with everyone's necks? Everyone's looking at me like that. What the fuck? I would, I would do that, I'd do the bereavement tilt, then I'd give people a hug. But inside, I would be thinking, ah, what do I say? Have you done that? Yeah. yeah, of course you have, because it's awkward, isn't it? You don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. And you get paralysed with this British illogical fear of saying the wrong thing. But then when it happens to you, you realise that every text, every card, every Facebook message provides such comfort. So actually, it's impossible to say the wrong thing. Well, almost impossible. <laughs> would you like to hear what my favourite condolence message was? Yes. Okay, so I've got a text from my friend. I love you, VVVV much. Rem that, babe. My every thoughts and prayers are with you and your family at this difficult time. Please keep 1st of December free. Girly gathering at my house. Theme is heart. Wear 
come up with a heart in. A lot of cuddles and kisses, smiley face. Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> oh, bless her. I love that friend. I do love that friend. And actually, don't let that stop you from sending condolence texts. Because still, it's better to get an inappropriate message than to say nothing at all. In fact, that's even better than saying anything comforting. Because I showed it to my family, we all took the piss, and that provided a welcome distraction from the pain. So I, I thought that I'd won the trophy of best condolence message, but then my sister got a sympathy card from work, and when she opened it up, out pops this little pink bit of paper that said, Janet's made it to 65! Come to Janet's birthday bash! <laughs> and I showed it to my family, and we all read it, and we were like, oh, we all read it as, Janet's made it to 65! That's five years on your dad! Some people can make it to 65, but not your dad, not your hero that lives that tragic hero, not your hero, not the person you love so much and still essentially need in your life because you're just a little girl who still needs her daddy. But no, don't worry, Janet's made it to 65. P.S. The cause of death was hereditary, so you're also very unlikely to make it to 65, but don't worry, because Janet's made it to 65! <laughs> but really, it's impossible to say the wrong thing. Normally I'd start by saying it's great to be here. 
never do that. I was formulating it. I thought I'd put another punchline in. But I, uh, one of the songs that we sang at the funeral has provided me with so much comfort. It, it's an amazing song. It came to us as a sign because it fell out of a magazine as uh, we were planning the funeral. And it's one of these lyrics, one of the lyrics from the song that has just given me so much strength. It won't be long before another day. We're going to have a good time. No one's going to take that time away. You can stay as long as you like. And that, that is the key, because what that says is that it doesn't matter what tragedies happen in the future, all the happiness, all the joy, all those memories, they're in the bank, they're safe. No one's going to take that time away. And that, that, I mean, that just, that's carried me through. Um, so I would like to finish on that song, if that's okay. It's a bit of a low note, but I would like to, I'd like to finish on that song. Is that all right with you, stand-up tragedy? You've been absolutely lovely, and we talk to you like this. So I'll sing this for you now. <clears throat> Well, the sun is slowly sinking down and the moon is slowly rising and this old world will still be spinning round and I still love you So close your eyes You can close your eyes It's alright And I don't know no love song and I can sing the blues anymore But I can sing this song And you can sing this song when I'm gone It won't be long before another day We're gonna have a good time And no one's gonna take that time away So close your eyes, you can close your eyes, it's alright. And I don't know no love songs, and I can sing the blues anymore. But I can sing this song, and you can sing this song when I'm gone. Catherine Levy, everybody, thank you very much. Siobhan Dalla, everybody. One, two, yeah, still working, that's very good. Uh, okay, yeah, so I should have said uh, uh, earlier on, we've got one less as, uh, performer tonight because tragically they had a migraine on the way here. Uh, so Dan Simpson won't be doing, uh, which is a shame actually, he was going to do something about Sonic the Hedgehog, so wouldn't that have been so excellent to follow my thing about platform games? So you go, so it goes. Uh, tragically, my plans always fail. Uh, so. Our next performer, that's always good. It's good to, to bring a performer on by saying, tragically, my plans always fail, isn't it? Uh, our next performer is a very uh, optimistic person, so I really like having him at Stand Up Tragedy because I like to try and make optimistic and happy people ruin uh, that, that, that element of themselves. But he's quite, he's quite forthright. He, he, uh, he, won't, he won't be beaten. Things are, things are great regardless. Uh, so, um, he's a return performer, he was our flyer buddy at Edinburgh, uh, where he did his show, The Total Hero Team. He is MJ Hibbert. Put your hands together for MJ Hibbert! Hello. 
I, I was going to say I've ruined my big build-up then, but that was as somebody was just talking about having their entire life's hopes and dreams crushed. I, I, I think I can't make it any worse. Uh, so you sneak us on. That's good. So hello, everybody. All right. Um, I'm going to sing you three songs, um, so you can gauge how long we've got to get through. Uh, <laughs> and the first song is um, first I'm going to do is actually about one of my all-time heroes. My absolute all-time, one of my absolute all-time heroes. Uh, now, the last time, uh, this song about the writer Alan Moore. And um, the last time I did this song, uh, I was in Northampton, which is the birthplace of the writer Alan Moore. And so I, I learnt this song up, uh, and I thought, yeah, because I've got to do it, because if I'm in Northampton, I've got to sing this song. And I did sing it, um, and it turned out that Alan Moore, the writer Alan Moore, was sitting in the front row. And I was doing it. So I think uh, this performance of this song will be markedly less awkward uh, than that performance of the song was. Uh, so this is, a, this is a completely true story from start to finish. This is absolutely a completely true story about something that happened to me a few years ago. And this song is called The Ballad of Alan Moore. Like almost every Thursday lunchtime, I was at the comics rack, flicking through Countdown Arena, thinking, yes, I know it's crap. But it's got alternate universes which I'm a sucker for Then I heard a voice I thought I knew And looking up I saw Alan Moore, Alan Moore Standing in the corner of the store Wrong chord Alan Moore, Alan Moore Standing in the corner of the store well, the entire shop went silent as everybody realised Our generation's hero had caught us all buying shite I quickly made my purchases and I ran out of the door So I could ring my best beloved and say guess who I just saw Alan Moore, Alan Moore Standing in the corner of the store Alan Moore in the corner of the store she said that is amazing but are you really sure i said well he's got a beard and ringed fingers and he's nine foot tall he cruises the magisphere and he wields a warlock staff with glycon the sock puppet god and cthulhu saying that it's alan moore alan moore Standing in the corner of your store Alan Moore, Alan Moore We demand his bibliographies recall Mogo doesn't socialise, top ten Tom Strong Supreme Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Promethea, the League Watchmen V and Marvel Man, Swamp Thing, Halo Jones The Double Decker, Brain and Skiz and Captain Britain just a minute, suddenly I see It was Alan Moore who sparked my love of multiverse theory So I ran back to the shop and grabbed him in a manly hug And said I thank you for the years of comics I've loved bad and good Or at least that's what I would have said on Earth 1610 But on Earth Prime I was much too scared and so I just went home So Alan Moore, Alan Moore Never knew how much I had to thank him for Alan Moore, Alan Moore 
I wrote this song to thank you, Alan Moore. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, of course, clearly now he does know. Uh, not something that either of us will ever forget, I'm sure. Uh, now, as a result of my love of Alan Moore, and uh, I think trouble was Alan Moore wrote amazing superhero comics uh, when I was growing up. Uh, he writes a bit of shit comics now that I'm older, but that's just re review space there. Uh, but um, yeah, so and he got me into the superheroes, something which I've, I've never really um, been able to let go of. And uh, so this year I, I, I wrote, I've been past a year and a half actually, I've been performing a musical all about superheroes. And uh, this is a song that I wrote for that musical, uh, but unfortunately it was too sad to feature in a musical. Uh, it's like, so this is, it's not, I mean, I don't mean it's sad as in uh, the entire career since about 1980 of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, it, it, it's just a bit sad and maybe a little too close to home for me. But I thought I'd do it here tonight because this is a tragic song about superheroes. And this song is called I Dream of Superheroes. <laughs> I dream of superheroes, I dream of flights, I dream of maths insignia, team-ups, capes and fights. I dream of superheroes, I dream of strength, atomic battles, robot pals, symbol suits and fights again. I wish I had a secret identity, even more secret than it is now. I wish I had an emblem that said who I was. I wish I had special powers. I dream of superheroes. I dream of escape. From being entirely unexceptional. From being exactly the same. I wish that I'd been chosen by an alien. I wish I had a magic word. I wish that I'd been born in another galaxy, not in a maternity ward. I dream of superheroes, I doubt they dream of me. I dream of being something I could never be. I mean, I, don't do so, I, I say I could never be. I, I believe there's a, there's a truck full of gamma radiated oil coming past late tonight that I'm hoping to have a massive accident in front of. Me. <laughs> uh, so, yes, my last song, uh, this song, uh, um, yes, it may surprise you to know this looking at me. You may be thinking, this guy, he's probably like, a, like a, an astronaut or sort of like a cowboy or, you know, or, or, or just a all round professional sexy man. Uh, but no, uh, actually, I work in IT. <laughs> um, and um, so I, I wrote this song because there aren't many um, songs about love in the information technology community um, in fact there's one song about love in the information technology community and this is it um, so uh, thanks very much for having me it's been lovely to be here uh, I'm MJ Hibbert this is my uh, paean if you will to love in the information technology community and it's called It Only Works Because You're Here <laughs> The phone rings nine times before he says yes. She's got a problem with Internet Explorer and he's the computer desk. He waits and takes the lift to her floor and says, show me the problem then. 
fortified to find that everything's working again. <laughs> she flushes bright pink, which he thinks is wonderful. She feels like such a fool, and so she says it only works because you're here. Before you came it was broken, it only works because you're here. You've got my windows to open. Till he gets in late one day to see she's been and posted a post-it note onto his screen that says, Could you pop up when you've got a minute? He flies up five flights of stairs to find her computer rebooting and main site IT guy sat in her chair. He is red-faced and out of breath. Which she thinks is wonderful She knows he wanted to help her And so she says It only works because you're here Before you came it was broken It only works because you're here You've got my windows to open in to see her when he's passing and also when he's not. She's fairly sure that he feels something for her but she can't say exactly what. He's nervous and he's shy and that's part of the reason why she likes him. But the vague chance of romance is not enough reason for her to stay. He can't believe it when he hears that she's leaving from her whip round wielding PA. There's not enough room on the card to fit all the words that burn in his heart. She's leaving. It's horrible. He doesn't know what to do. Until at her leaving do, he puts his hand to his heart and says, it only works because you're here Before you came it was broken It only works because you're here You've got my windows to open She says, well you've left it a bit fucking late So let's not waste time now I think you're great They kiss Crowd cheers, main site IT guy goes home in a flood of tears. <laughs> Yeah, that's right.
I think that's my favourite MJ Hibbert song. It's between that and the Gay Train. I just can't decide. But anyway, you should check out his stuff. Uh, you can find it at mjhibbert.co.uk, which I didn't say earlier on, so it's always handy to have an excuse to say the plugs. So, we're going to have a break in a moment. Before we do, I want to tell you a few things that you can do during that break. Uh, at the back of the room, there is uh, the table that has the fanzines on, which I did mention earlier on, which you can peruse and maybe buy. Um, the fanzines are edited by Liam Wilday, who you can find at liamwilday.com. Um, and on that table, there is a box of Heroes chocolates. You can have one of those chocolates if you uh, take one of the kind of silhouettes of potential superheroes from that uh, table and uh, draw your idea of a tragic superhero, or uh, a different kind of hero, it could be any kind of hero really, uh, and then when you hand it into the table, they'll give you a chocolate, you know, it's like that. So the more doodles you do, uh, the more chocolates you can have, although there is only one box, so it's going to quite quickly get tragic uh, over there. Um, and yeah, uh, don't draw anything that you don't want to sharing on with the internet. Uh, it's a little bit less of an issue when it's drawing, isn't it, than when you're writing something. But still, don't draw anything you wouldn't want your mum to see. Or do, but just don't tell her. Um, and of course, uh, check out Peter Moray at the side, uh, The Live Scriber. You can find him on Facebook at The Live Scriber Peter Moray. On Facebook, you can find him on Twitter at The Live Scriber. And, uh, yeah, that's what you should do during break. Also have cigarettes, get drinks and go to the toilet and all that stuff. But those are the most important things, all right? So we're going to have some more music. We're going to have a 15-minute break. And I'll see you back here for some more tragedy in 15 minutes. Dry your eyes, it's time to go. Friends with some tragedy by friending us on Facebook or following us on Twitter, where we're at Stand Up for Tragedy. Our website is www.standuptragedy.co.uk, and we're back with another live night of tragic variety on Thursday, the 10th of April, where we'll be exploring tragic martyrs of the happiness. And now, the tragedy is over. This podcast was produced by me and was recorded by Stephen Harvey with music from Samuel Wilkinson and George Bufton.